Chapter fourteen of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter fourteen. Raising the siege. Entry into Verdun. Sickness among the Prussians. Retreat. Smallpox. We relinquished the siege of Thionville and set out for Verdun, surrendered to the Allies on the 2nd of September. Longwy, the native town of François de Mercy, had fallen on the 28th of August. The passage of Frederick William was attested on all sides by garlands and crowns. In the midst of these trophies of peace, I observed the Prussian eagle displayed on the fortifications of Vauban. It was not to remain there long. As for the flowers, they were destined speedily to fade like the innocent creatures who had gathered them one of the most atrocious murders of the reign of terror was that of the young girls of verdun fourteen young girls of verdun of rare beauty and almost like young virgins dressed for a public fete were says Rieuf, led in a body to the scaffold they soon faded away and were cut down in their spring on the day after their immolation the cour des femmes had the appearance of a flower garden desolated by a storm I never saw amongst us any despair like that which this act of infamous cruelty excited. Verdun is celebrated for its sacrifices of women. According to Gregory of Tours, Deuteric, wishing to conceal his daughter from the pursuits of Theodebert, caused her to be placed in a tumbrel, harnessed to two wild oxen, and driven headlong into the mares. The instigator of the massacre of the young girls of Verdun was the poetaster regicide, Pont de Verdun, who was filled with fiendish enmity to his native city. It is almost incredible that the Almanac de Muse should have furnished agents for the reign of terror. The vanity of mediocrity in a state of suffering produced as many revolutionists as the wounded pride of cripples and abortions, a rebellion alike of the infirmities of the mind and those of the body. Pons gave to his dull epigram the point of a poniard. Apparently faithful to the traditions of Greece, the poet was desirous of offering in honour of his gods nothing but the blood of virgins, for the convention on his reports declared that no pregnant woman should be put on trial he also caused a sentence passed on madame de bonchamp widow of the celebrated vendean general to be rescinded alas we other royalists in the suite of the princes suffered the same reverses as the vendeans but without having shared in their glory we had not at verdun to pass the time that famous countess de saint balmont who after having laid aside female attire to assume that of a man mounted on horseback, and acted as an escort to the ladies who accompanied her, and whom she had left in the carriage. We were not impassioned in favour of the ancient Gaul, and did not write letters in the language of Amadis. Ah, no. The sickness which affected the Prussians was communicated to our little army. I was attacked by it. Our cavalry had gone to join Frederick William at Valmy. We had no knowledge of what was passing, and from hour to hour were expecting orders to advance. We were, however, commanded to beat a retreat. Being extremely weakened, and the annoyance of my wound not suffering me to march except with great pain, I dragged myself along, as I best could, in the rear of my company, which speedily disbanded. Jean Ballu, the son of a miller in Verdun, left the house of his father when very young, in the company of a monk, who loaded him with his wallet. On going out of Verdun, according to Soumaise, the Colline du Gay, Verdunum, I carried the wallet of the monarchy, but I have neither become controller of finance, bishop, nor cardinal. 
if in the novels which i have written i have sometimes touched on my own history in the histories i have related i have often drawn scenes from the history of life in which i was an actor thus in the life of the duc de berry i have sketched some scenes which actually took place under my own eyes when an army is broken up the men return to their homes but what homes had the soldiers of conde's army where was the stick to guide them which they had been hardly permitted to cut in the woods of germany after having laid down the gun which they had taken up for the defence of their king it was necessary to separate brethren in arms said their last farewell and went their different ways upon the earth before setting out all went to pay their respects to their father and their captain the aged conde with his white hair the patriarch of glory gave his blessing to his children wept over his scattered tribe and saw the tents of his camp struck with the vexation of a man who looks upon his paternal home crumbling into ruins less than twenty years afterwards bonaparte the chief of the new french army also took leave of his companions so quickly do men and empires pass away the most extraordinary renown is not safe from the most ordinary destiny we left verdun the rains had made the roads heavy and on every side were to be seen wagons tumbrils and cannon fixed in the mire vivandier with their children on their backs and soldiers dead and dying on the ground in crossing some rough ground i sank up to my knees ferrand and another of my comrades extricated me notwithstanding my prayers to be left there as i was ready to die Monsieur de goyon miniac the captain of my company delivered to me a very honourable testimonial on the sixteenth of october at the camp near longwy at arlon we saw upon the high road a file of baggage wagons the horses were dead some being held upright some forced down upon their knees and others with their heads to the ground and their carcasses remained fixed between the shafts they might have been considered as the shades of a battle bivouacking on the banks of the styx ferrand asked me what i intended to do and i replied if i can reach ostend i shall embark there for jersey where i shall find my uncle de bedet from thence i shall be able to rejoin the royalists in brittany the fever undermined my strength and i sustained myself with the greatest difficulty upon my swollen legs i also suffered under the attacks of another disease the smallpox attacked me after suffering from nausea and vomiting for four-and-twenty hours an eruption broke out all over my body which appeared and disappeared alternately according to the state of the atmosphere in this condition i commenced on foot a journey of two hundred leagues with no more than eighteen livres tournois in my pocket all for the glory of the monarchy ferrand who had lent me my six three-franc pieces being expected at luxembourg separated from me End of chapter fourteen